Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of our library by now, I dare say. Hmm. Now, right. how, do you, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Like, is that, is that too presumptuous? Kind of, yeah. Wait, no, okay. Please express your feelings. Uh, I don't want to invalidate well, your feelings. I mean, I appreciate the, um, the effort you put in and whatever yes. you bring to the library. But it's still my library. Okay, uh, just going back, like whatever you bring to to the library, is that is that mean like all the things that I bring to your library? Well, or not, you're not quite sure what? Not all of them, especially not the smelly and dis- and disruptive ones. But the other things is like okay, let's look at recent trends. Yes, right. Let's look oh, at oh no, because I've sort of doubled down on the librarian part, right? Yeah. After after uh, no. I had a bit of uh, uh, existential despair that I'm just I'm just sort of crushing down for now. You haven't had your big song yet, have you? No, no. no. And, and I think that I'm just going to never think about that again. I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna crush it down. Never talk about that again, and then just focus on work, right? Focus on okay. the work of a librarian. Yeah, that, that seems like a sensible strategy. What have you been doing the last week? Lots of librarian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, uh, uh, I've been scanning the shelves with the, the help of my largely digitized copy of your, uh, uh, of your index card system, yeah. uh, and I found several like misplaced books. Oh dear! I, I was outraged. It happens. Uh, so I gave each of them a very a very stern talking to. Ah, yes. Uh, and then I put them back in their right place. And I sort of shamed them in front of their peers. Yeah. Did you make sure to check the uh, little cards in the front as well that uh, show uh, when the book's been loaned and when it's supposed to be returned? Hey, I've got, I've got a little, little question, like like uh, straddling the divide between the real world and the library. If I, if I look yeah. at that, like, what year am I going to see on the stamp? It depends on when the book was last loaned. Okay, so we're dodging that question. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> totally. No, I kind of, I've kind of. So I've doubled down on the uh, on on being a good librarian and improving the library's, I should say, libraryness. Yeah. Right. And so I've been focusing on like organized books and organized shelves, and not on the wildlife. It's a lovely delight, isn't it? Organized books on organized shelves, isn't it? Fantastic. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm getting into it. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm embracing it. Like, the, the love of it doesn't come as naturally to me as it clearly does to you. Um, I'll just wait until it's inventory time. Okay, so, yeah, but these are the questions that I have for you. Like, what other library things should I be focusing on? You said you said inventory. Like, like, no, is that like time. unmounted soldiers with... Well, basically what happens cavalry. is we take a master list of all the books which are supposed to be in the library. Yeah. We start at A, and we work our way to Z per so category. Regiment, regiment Alpha, and then uh, and Regiment... Infantry? Invent- no, inventory. Oh, boring. <laughs> so then you take every book of the shelf, you check yes. if the card, right card is in there, yeah. and then you check the book if it needs repairs or anything, and then you mark it off the list, and then you put it back, and then you make sure that everything's nice, nicely in the right order. Yes, I'm going, to, I'm going to do the inventory, and I'm going to try and not make too many infantry drill jokes, but no promises no. For, uh, Good. Uh, for next time. Well. But in the meantime, what do we have in store for our readers this week? Ah, we have a lovely book this week. It's by John yes. Brunner. It's... Times without number. Yeah. And if you look down at your podcasting device right now, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes or the website for images and links. That's covermyasscast.com. We're also covermyasscast on Twitter, where we always post the latest episode. And this is episode 70, uh, Times Without Number by John Brunner. Brum, Brummer? John Brum, Brunner, yes. Brunner, good. And we have a lovely cover, cover yes. uh, with some... Uh, 
beautiful uh, uh, cosplayers, which is going to be like, yeah, relevant to the book. Spoilers. Spoil- well, yes, they've got huge horns and like they're brandishing they're very bows. Very horny. Yeah. And for a moment there, I thought like that's a, that's a wicked arrow that that one on the right has, but that's actually a spear, and it's like yes. she's not holding a bow. No, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. So what we have on the on the cover are a, a, a number of sort of angry looking uh, women with uh, uh, with fantastic dresses. Yeah, they are uh, quite and, angry looking. Yes. And huge boob windows. Oh, they do show quite a bit. Oh, no, of this cleavage. is this is proper cleavage. See, do you know what a blue boob window is? No. Like uh, uh, kind of like a Klingon boobs. Klingon armor. Oh, I mean these like ladies seem to be boobs. Well, <laughs> it's not <laughs> often that we get the title of an episode this early. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yes, <laughs> it, it, because we start. We start. Oh, this is one of. I love this so much. We start at a low rent Comic Con somewhere out in the boonies. Yeah, it's a bit of a warehouse, I think. That's been. It's like yeah, it's not even a convention center. It's just like a warehouse with a canteen stuck onto it and a little and because a loading dock. Because that's sort of traditionally where uh, uh, where comic cons or comic conventions and, and and fandom conventions take place, right? Hotels with convention spaces, right? Or at least convention centers. It starts off at a at a low rent uh, a comic con where yes, they're in a they're in a warehouse and they're trying to do all the stuff that comic cons usually do. And I was kind of. I was kind of reminded of the television series Babylon Five, the the, the great science fiction novel. The, the, the where, they first tried, where they try to do everything that a television series normally does. <laughs> well, <laughs> and their studio was an old bathtub factory out huh. in the middle of nowhere. So, like the actors really got on with each other because after uh, you know during during lunch break they had fucking nowhere to go. I was going to say they had like bathtubs to sit in, but you know that seems like you know very cozy <laughs> yeah, little. I'm imagining Shakar yeah. and Londo in a little bathtub having tea. I was, I was more thinking a jacuzzi or something where they're sitting sitting across from each other, glaring death rays at each other, going like, "You're hogging the hot water exhaust." Now I'm imagining Londo going jacuzzi. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, so it, they have in this uh, in this convention, which is, I mean, maybe it's in a bathtub factory, abandoned yeah. and, and whatever. They have all the things that we uh, that we usually know from uh, from comic conventions, such as the uh, all Sephiroth orgy oh. uh, in a in a in a private room, because that's, I mean. People dress up as, as Sephiroth from yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, there seems to be like a surprisingly large motel attached to this. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'd watch. I mean, I can't oh, yeah, participate. Totally. I'm like, I'm. We're not Sephiroths. No, exactly. I yeah, don't have we, long, we don't long have spiky hair and huge swords. Don't sell yourself short. Well, uh, and one, what is it, one angel wing and one demon wing and one steel hand or whatever he's got. Okay, I'd, I, I have no and, idea. And I know that that it's from Final Fantasy, and that's about as far as my I, Sephiroth knowledge goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that popular game from uh, the Hogwarts books, from the Harry Potter books? The, the very oh, popular game? The, 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 the broomstick flying one? No, you're thinking of Quidditch. I mean, yeah. the much more popular game of Snapes and Ladders. <laughs> okay. Oh, my favorite at, at any kind of convention, the Klingon cocktail party. Oh, yes, they throw wicked cocktail they parties. so cool. Yes. And you've got to get in the spirit of things, and it's all busy and noisy, and everybody shoves each other around a you little have to, bit. like, shout a little bit. Or, or they just yell some kind of pretend swearing back at you. Because, Which oh. is like, you know, I mean, that yeah. Yeah, and they do make wicked cocktails. I mean, mm-hmm. they're—I uh, mean, the Romulan ale, or especially the reactor uh, the meltdown, warp core breach. Warp core breach. That's yeah, the that's one, my yes. favorite. Uh, and one of the other things going on 
at the low-budget Comic-Con is a, a meeting of the uh, Kawaii Crochet Club. Say that again, please. The Kawaii Crochet Club. <laughs> crochet Club. Crochet. There you go. No, crochet, I like it. I like crochet. 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 Yes, it's crochet, but crochet. I like crochet. Oh, right, crochet, crochet, crochet rocket. Johnny... <laughs> it's not Johnny Croquet, it's oh, well. Johnny Crockett. So it's, well. it's the Kawaii Crochet Club. Yes, I like how much arts and crafts there is at, at these conventions. You have a lot of these. There's the sushi making uh, uh, club yes. and the, uh, the the melon pan making panel. It's What's a, a melon pan? Okay, is so it John Cougar Melon Pan hosting it? <laughs> No, no? Oh, okay. no. So it's like it's actually very similar to a particular kind of Mexican sweet bread. So it's 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 a little oh. it's a little bun, as in regular bread, which is topped with a cookie dough. Mm. It has to be the right size and it has to be baked at the right temperature because it's like the bread and the cookie have to be done at the same time, which is like which is tricky. Which is tricky because yeah. bread is usually co- baked for long and cookies are generally baked short. Or well. Hello, Miss Librarianess. What's up? Yes. So the, 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 the team of librarians is now fully complete with a little librarianess coming to, coming to join us. So the, uh, Kawaii Crochet Crochet Club. I sort of appreciate the, the resurgence among cool kids today of what used to be considered kind of naff, kind of old-fashioned Right, but uh, lots, of, uh, lots of trades and crafts are coming back into fashion, like yes. people knitting and like crocheting and uh, other things like that. And making and appreciating like a good scarf or, a, you know, a, a nice doily. Like It is nice to know that something you own and like use is made with personal care and attention. And not yes. just stamped out for sub-minimum wage. Yep. So the Crochet Club has been working hard to create their individual pieces. And now at the Comic-Con, uh, they are going to like blend, meld them all together, crochet them all together into one huge tapestry, celebrating all that is comic and heroes and yes. fa- fantastic supers. They, they all made, yes, exactly like so. All that is, all that is good and all that is comics and heroes. And, uh, uh, and they've, they've, they've all made their superhero blankets. And I like like that this time they kind of said, okay, no depictions of actual superheroes. You've got to you've got to convey it through pattern. You've got to convey it through color. Yes, uh, and and it's abstract. It's a little bit abstract. It's 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 very pretty and beautiful. It's like yeah, like get these colors. Get, find some way to make it evoke the emotion of the uh, of the superhero or the show or whatever it is that you're making your tribute yeah. to uh, to without actually showing the characters. Yes, yeah, and so it turns like, in, it's turning into this fantastic, beautiful, multicolored, multi-patterned uh, tapestry. And as the last stitches have been put in place, and everybody is standing around it, holding hands, chanting their yeah. love and their uh, excitement for it, it turns out that they've accidentally made. I think it would best be described as a summoning circle. Yes, and yes. this big, there's this big loud bang. There's a fantastic swirl of powers and things. A deep droning sound thrums through everyone's bones, and this luminescent portal opens up. And on the far side, we see a desolate plain. And in the distance, there's a Ooh. there's a dark pyramid. Lightning strikes coming in, and around it, there's like a, a lot of dead bodies, mostly writhing still, though, right? Well, writhing yeah, they're corpses. dead, but they're yeah. still moving. Ooh, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that, really that, sinister. That would be the the zombie hordes, yeah, which are uh, clustered around what we what, what we will learn is the skeever in the pyramid. Skeever <laughs> <laughs> in the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's such a it's really such a shame because they were doing this cool thing where they were taking everyone's like like patterned blankets that uh, 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 represented 
their impression of the, the superhero's costume and value and trying to sort of match them up, right? So you could have, starting on, on, on one side, you could have like the Phantom, which is largely purple, and then pair that up with like Black Panther, who has purple as a, as a highlight color, uh, but is largely black. And then next to that, following sort of the black theme, you would go to uh, a Loki, who has black and gray and gold and, and oh, oh, sorry, green. Yeah. And like it was so And then cool. you go to the Green Goblin and then you go to yeah. Yeah, and you keep going in this in this hypnotizing spiral until you've created the uh, uh the dread signal Odegra, a mandala of evil. <laughs> uh just like the what was the M sixteen motorway on uh, it's the M four, I believe, the, the one the, the, the ring road around London. But uh, yeah, it goes like knock knock. Oh, who's there? Katul. Katul who? <gasps> yeah, yeah, Katul oh, of no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Katul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, Eldritch Horror Summit. Yeah, Eldritch Horror. Portal to the one of the horror dimensions opened. Zombie uh, horse yes. shuffling through. Zombie into horse Comic-Con. shuffling through with with some of the, the 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 great old ones. Now, of course, the first person who shows up uh, with all of this this uh, noise is Kevin, the rules volunteer. Yes, uh, who wears his badge very very prominently, and he's got a he's got a stab vest on, despite the fact that he's with conops and not with security. And even security doesn't wear stab vests. Well, and he's got a white helmet. You go to, but yeah. uh, and a, and a clipboard, uh, and and he comes in and he goes, "I this is against rules ordinance, page four. And oh, Kevin, fucking You're Kevin, You're putting too much of a drain on the electrical system. Like we're yeah. going to get in trouble with the fire department. Yeah. And it's not even. I mean, those are even sensible rules, but he just chooses to misinterpret them so that he can he can involve himself and other people having oh, fun. Well, yeah, it's like nice to like flex a little bit of authority here and there. I, mean, I suppose it's cool that people like Kevin are there to help out sometimes. But Jesus, Kevin, get it together! Uh, so he's pretty much immediately eaten by the zombie hordes, and then and then oh. people realize that okay, this is serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't just a promotional stunt by ABC promoting Walking Dead, the New World, or whatever oh, is, the fuck is, that is, they're is doing Walking now. Dead still going? Uh, yeah, uh, okay. it's multiple wow. spin-offs now Dang. as well. So, the moment that uh, the zombie horse comes shuffling through, first to rise to the call is the uh, cosplayers of the 502nd Legion. Oh, yeah. Led by Daft Sirius. <laughs> See... <laughs> I was not. I was not terribly fond of those because I have a. I have a great deal of respect for the five hundred first legion and all the charitable works that they do. And maybe they sometimes don't always treat all their members equally as well. But that, well, you know, that's I mean, a- they have. It's like Kevin, the rules law volunteer. Sorry, it's like very much has a very strong <laughs> yeah. position within the five hundred second legion. It's uh, like yeah. very strict about if every costume is like up to spec and up to spec. Like, oh, those boots, like they have buckles on them, which means it's only level one compliant. Like if it's level, it has to be exactly. level two compliant. It has to be no bindings or what whatsoever on it. So initially, I would have imagined that like if the 502nd Legion would have been composed of people who thought that the 501st, the, the Stormtrooper cosplayers, were being too restrictive, but no. It's the ones who think that the 501st is too liberal in their yeah, permissive it attitude. Has to be like, it has to be absolutely perfect. Completely screen accurate yeah. and completely homemade, and it has to be made out of, out of resistant materials. If you want to deal 44 Blaster, it better be made from an Actual authentic Luger, which it mean like none of those like copy yes, models. Exactly. It has to be a real one with the actual flash bulb thing on the top and everything. <laughs> yeah. It has to be originally sourced parts. Like there's only three lightsabers which have been approved by the 502nd Legion. Yep, and uh, they and they, and they have enough. to knock their heads into yes. every door frame yeah. that they pass through. Yes, two of those lightsabers are mace are from uh, are mace windows. Is ones, who's like, <laughs> yeah. So they're they're purple and they have BMF yes. carved into the I mean, bottom they have, of the handle. They, they have the advantage of being like one of the latest ones made. So it's 
harder. Like the the original ones are almost impossible to do because like the windshield wipers that were used for the Return of the Jedi like lightsaber are just like not made anymore. Is that true? Might be. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. No, I'm going to completely accept that as canon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can't make them. So like the five or second, you can't make those that, that equipment unless you happen to find some new old stock. Just can't do it. I liked how quickly all of the all of the various uh, uh, factions in this in this low rent Comic Con threw themselves into the fray. Like you'd expect all of these all of these nerds to uh, to just panic at the sight of real danger, but all of them fucking doubled down at what they were they're, doing. So yeah, they, they're, they're like they're. T- I mean, I. To be honest, I think they're just like, well, wait, this is great. It's like one of those Galaxy Quest moments like where they're pretending like, oh, they don't realize that it's actual real cosmic horrors. Uh, and they're yeah. thinking like, oh, my God, these guys are awesome. Their special effects are fantastic. And uh, yeah, and if everybody goes right on in. So so Hellboy jumps in and like he's not the he's not the cool Ron Perlman Hellboy. He's the I mean, I like. I like the actor, but yeah. uh, the, apparently the, the new film of Hellboy wasn't particularly good. I haven't seen it. To the, I, think, I think a lot of people haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but uh, he jumps into the fray because he thinks this is, this is his jam. Because what we see coming through this portal, along with the, uh, the zombie horde and Cthulhu, who, God, <laughs> uh, are a lot of the great old ones that are, that are referenced uh, uh, in Lovecraftian and Lovecraft-derived yes. fiction, which is obviously what Hellboy is. Neil Arhotep. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yes. Well, that's, a, that's, I mean, it's a, it's, apparently he didn't get it quite right. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a sort of large yellow Labrador uh, called <laughs> Snarl at Hotep. And he's, and he's oh, he's so, he's so vicious. <laughs> and then you have, oh, what was it called? Uh, 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 Jog Slothoth, who's someone who goes through, like, he goes through these phases where he's like super into fitness and then he just sort of slogs off again yeah so it's like um, half flab half muscle yeah yeah no uh-huh. it's it's terribly intimidating and then we have a uh, uh, i mean one of the one of the greatest horrors of a past age who's who's trying actually to like be a little bit better these days and that's sharp n-word wrath uh, <laughs> because he you know he's, he's a little bit embarrassed about the yeah yeah i would be too but so, like, yeah, I can't really call myself by my original name anymore because, like, no, exactly. it was That's fine when unearned, I it yeah. was fine when I took it. But like nowadays, it's like people are too sensitive about it. And like, it, oh yeah, he he does a bit of that. Yeah, where he's, he's trying to be woke, but at the same time, also like, yeah, trying to I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I used to be like, uh, I used to be cool, and now it's certainly not anymore. But I didn't change, so why is it suddenly not cool anymore? It's like, yeah, so yeah. then I mean, then then don't even bother. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like uh, the the first one to die for by, uh, by the hands of uh, Shub and word wrath is uh, de- is one of the deadpool cosplayers yeah but they're they're kind of into it they're, they they don't like, take any opportunity to throw themselves into and the fray get, and like in true deadpool style get dismembered and then like you know like you don't actually have his Im- remarkable healing factor and like no. yes but to his credit he does quip his way into the, into valhalla oh he, like, does. he does good one liner to die with i mean like it's better than a sword apparently i mean he died in uh, combat so valhalla it is yeah yeah, Actually, yeah. speaking of swords that's the the, the sephiroth orgy coming in uh, oh, coming in there's a lot of swords we've been well polished there uh, yeah yeah also not like super effective they are they are all these all these beautiful beautiful uh uh, uh um, well, I was going to say young men, but I'm sure there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, young women and and people of various gender identities who choose to uh, present as Sephiroth and are welcome at the orgy as long as they have the 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 hair and the sword. Yeah, which it's... is not like armor or anything. it doesn't protect you against zombies very much, does it? Well, no, no, no. I mean, the sword, like you know, it depends on what kind of sword we're talking about. Well, but, it's also uh... huge. Like certainly with a with a with a low like uh, pan- panel ceiling. 
you can't give it a good swing. You've got actually no. nowhere to go. And especially if you do the Naruto run and you jump up trailing your sword behind you, then you... Like have to you, kind of like swing it around and it goes crashing into the TL tubes. And yes, it's like exactly. And you're just kind, kind of, of stuck there. Plus it's made out of foam, so it's not really going to do much against one of the Elder Ones. No, no. no that's the problem with the peace-bonded weapons. Well, I mean, like, which is usually just a zip tie around it or like, you know, it depends a little bit on the weapon. It's like if it's huge enough. Uh, I, went, I was at one of these events one point and one of the guys was cosplaying some dude who had a huge shield with him all the time. And he'd actually oh. like mounted it on a little shopping trolley wheel so it could just like roll oh. it roll around with him cool. around rather than having to carry it because it was it was literally massive it was like oh he was like, like a paladin no no it was some kind of character so, so it's one of those like people who are actually buff in real life and then they so they go and uh, cosplay someone uh, buff ah uh, like, yes know, the, i i do like the spartans whenever i go to one of those well, yes. uh, renaissance do they fairs, actually like, have to spray it on uh, you know you kind of have to do that but like yeah. that's on an actual six-pack that's yeah, still a fine of course, thing then it's just highlighting rather than exactly, spray painting exactly. it on but yeah quickly this turns into the big showdown on main stage mm. where uh, the uh, the undead hordes uh, are uh, meeting up with the various cosplayers who have like organized themselves into a certain uh, uh, well phalanx phalanx is yeah, i suppose yeah so this is under the leadership of the uh, of the maleficent cosplayers yes now that's the that's the disney film that sort of posits the the evil wicked witch or stepmother from sleeping beauty mm-hmm. as a a, a a a woman in a you know, with her with her own agency and with her own like perspective on the world. Very uh, much so. Yeah. Uh, 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 like, okay, Wicked. Yeah. I think was the the precursor to that. Wicked, the musical. Well, precursor maybe as in the inspiration. I would say because exactly. like story wise, it has no, it, it bears no resemblance. No, it's but it from, takes uh, a, Wizard it, of Oz. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's like look at the story. This is something that happened in this same world, and it, it it doesn't contradict the original story in any way, shape, or form. But it paints it in a completely different light. It's like it basically gives one of the characters a backstory, uh, which is like completely what you would not expect. Yeah, and all her her actions. So I think it's the Wicked Wicked of the West. Does she have a name? She gets a name in Wicked, right? Um, yes, her name is Elphaba. Elphaba, yeah, yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West, who is the, the the villainess, and she's always cackling with snotty glee in the uh, in, in the story <laughs> of the film. Glee, I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but then in, in in Wicked, we learn about her her her, her backstory and that the, the motivations for her her actions are very different than the than the primitive understanding of Dorothy and her and her. Yeah, who just thinks she's just evil? I mean, like, bitch, you dropped a house on her sister and stole her shoes. Like, yeah. what's she going to do? Like, yeah. of course she's going to be upset with you and likewise in in maleficent like this is a this is yeah this is a um a, a woman in in, in isol- a powerful woman in isolation and she's dealing with uh, with being the only one of her her, her her kind and she sees this this corruption and uh, uh and incompetence and and, and wickedness and when uh, she opens herself up to this like friendly young yeah. person gets betrayed by him and like yeah it makes a lot of sense and I so the 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 people who gravitated toward this uh, this role, who all dressed up as as, as maleficent, they're men and women of of certain age because they appreciate the the, the maturity and the and the dignity of this character as, as yeah. we all do. Easton tries to be a slightly different maleficent, right? They, well, they're a like comic there, there's, there's young maleficent when she's still a bit of a fairy, and then well, she there's becomes a there's shooter. there's maleficent Reynolds who yeah. has a has a brown duster on because she's also sort of fire firefly crossover and pistol. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She's blah. It's her it's her catchphrase <laughs> when he fires her 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 gold bow. Oh, uh, and then then there's Mal Fifty Cent, who's also a bit of a rapper. Like oh, she's, 
Yeah, she's, yeah. She lays down those lines very hard, and yeah, yeah. She's got a she's got a cool that's line a bit for of everything. Cutting, uh, cutting remarks, which looks very good. It works. Apparently, it works surprisingly well as zombies because they're like, I guess they're a little bit of like snowflakes because like getting a wicked Ooh. cutting rhyme laid down on them like cuts through swathes of uh, yeah, uh, zombies in the uh, in the uh, main stage showdown. <laughs> uh, then there's uh, um, then there's also Milficent. Oh, she's like she's getting on a bit, but she's like she carries it off well. Uh, I mean, her boob window is a little bit bigger than the rest, well, and she's like she's had like some enhancements, I suppose. Yeah, she's got the cougar claws and oh. all that. Uh, 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 number four is Pa Leficent. You've got Ma Leficent. You've got Pa Leficent. This oh. is the you know it's a dude of a certain he's, age. He's being, he's being the, the gender swap Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Starbuck can do it, and you know what? If you if you feel that you represent the values of uh, of, of Maleficent. That's yeah. how you want to want to present yourself. Hell yeah, he, him and uh, glorious Star Lord uh, are. Uh, yes, they they make a good couple. Uh, they like, certainly Unfortunately, do. they don't survive the uh, main stage showdown. But like, no, they're just- no, alas, uh, uh, that that privilege is unfortunately reserved for. I mean, spoilers a little bit. Uh, 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 we're, we're discussing a book. We're, we're reviewing a book here. It's like exactly. we're to do spoilers. The, the the main survivors of of all of these are Kevin, the rules volunteer, and the 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 last of the pack of Maleficent. Malfeasant, his, uh, his nemesis, and they've got a sort of Odo and Quark thing going on from DS9, right? That works. It's like it's a very like love hate relationship. I mean, it's not even love. It's just like a hate respect relationship, I suppose. Yeah, because Malfeasant, like she is, she is in it for like skirting the limits of the of the of the rules of the con mm. and getting away with it. Which Kevin, the rules volunteer, is like you know. I mean, he kind of gets off on it. They kind of like a little bit. He yeah, gets, he gets to, like harass her, and then she gets to like. Mouth him, back. Raz I, him back. I guess he was one of those people who kind of gets off on being like talked down to and like uh, humiliated a little bit, and that's like that's probably so. Kevin's thing. Like, uh, and hell yeah, like I appreciate that everybody gets off on whatever they're, yes. they're into. Well, after after the main stage showdown that happens in the middle of the Eye of Argon reading, the Eye of Argon is a piece of terrible fiction written oh, by someone that yeah, a, a famously bad story that was published in some zine in the, yes. in, the, in, the in the 70s, and the the challenge is to. Keep your face straight. Yeah, yeah. That you that you read this story until you crack up into laughter, and then somebody else takes over, and uh-huh. you're timed. And I'm very proud to say that on several occasions I've made it through entirely dead face, and that is not easy. Damn, is not yes. easy. I can see how that would be a bit of a problem. Yeah, like you try and practice, right? You think, okay, I'll just read it a bunch of times uh-huh. out loud, and then it won't be funny to me anymore. Yeah, but that's not true. When so there's people in the audience who hear it for the first time, sniggering and you, like you just like, we're all telepaths yeah, then, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. feel it w- walked <laughs> over you. It's so great. I can imagine how it's that a story would... that's so bad that for the for the first thirty years that it was being reproduced because it was all like copies of copies from yeah. this one zine a whole page was missing and nobody noticed oh wow it just yeah. like it was it just jumped and nobody and went like oh yep nobody. everybody just accepted that that's how this story would end but uh, yeah after the main stage showdown the forces of the comic con are being driven back by the uh, by the great old ones by the, yeah, yeah and there's and zombie, and and there's zombie, zombie hordes. hordes so they, there's there's a bit of a regrouping and they, they realize that they've been kind of like cornered in and they're kind of stuck and it takes them at least a day or so and they've been holed up and locked and hungry and everything. Yes, because their priority has been after realizing that they were they were uh, getting overrun in the dealer's den is to keep this evil contained Taint. in the warehouse and protect the rest of the world because who else is better prepared than us and if we can't handle it? Then nobody else can. And then it turns into a big raiding of the food court oh, where they have to yeah. like move in and try to like 
save whatever is left in uh, in edibles ramen being sold pallets full of pocky uh, <laughs> yes green tea flavored pocky oh, is my favorite That's i don't great. like that i mean it's like, i love green tea and i love chocolate but i cannot stand sweet tea so i thought like green tea pocky would be amazing and i'm just like oh yeah this is all right. i don't like sweet tea oh that's too bad yeah that's but too bad. like there's other pocky that's nice so at the reading uh, dead fool is the one who dies at the uh, rating of the full court <laughs> yeah i mean he was like protecting dead drool when they were like uh, uh like like trying to keep the uh, attack the food stocks, which were like that was like her was dog. The, mo- the mochi. It was just like ah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got he's got good taste. That dead rule, all oh, bless him. And then there was of course the uh, the oh, ghost, there was more the Ghostbusters crossover with De- <laughs> Dead Zool. There is no uh, whatever her name is. There is only Dead Zool. There is only Dead Zool. Uh, I learned that from you, by the way, the, the, the verb zooling. Oh, yes. I walk up to the fridge, open it up, stare inside, and close it again. It's like because when you just don't know what you want, and then you go zool. Yeah, open it in up. In reference zool. to that wonderful scene with the, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Zool. And so like, close the fridge again, open it again. Uh, so after after the, the, the courageous uh, uh, sacrifice of all these... I mean, courageous sacrifice of all the Deadpools. They're they're kind of into it, right? They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're drama queens. They're kind they of st- and they still don't think that they're actually going to die, glory. and that like, yeah, they like it's messy. Uh, uh, and the uh, and the and the and the and destruction of the the, the Snapes and ladders, uh, uh, the Sephiroth orgy, even the Klingon cocktail party, uh, uh, the the Skeever in the pyramid uh, awakens and, mm. and comes closer and closer. Our heroes are are lost. The the, the Maleficence even. Have, have no more tricks up their sleeve. They're fired there, their various peace-bonded arrows, and in one case is also because her, probably because her arrow broke, she was firing, as we see on the cover, a, like a spear that she borrowed from yeah. one of the uh, the Spartans. Well, there's also the poles from the uh, pole dancing class, which were also like used as pole. No, you mean the pole arm dancing class yes, that I thought one. was unsafe. No, Which yeah, I that's know. what the chainmail bikinis are for. Oh, I did appreciate the description of the boys wearing all the all the all the ladies' oh, armor. Yes. And the- Although seriously, a chainmail jockstrap? Damn! I know, I know. You've got to be seriously waxed in order to yes, su- survive that's going that. To be very painful unless you're like completely like clean shaven or waxed. Yes. And and so the 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 last surviving uh, uh, maleficence, seeing that that things are hopeless and that the 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 skeever in the pyramid is almost making it through the portal fucking portals man this is the, the big problem the with thing, comic yeah. movies these days it's always a fucking portal so no wonder they made it through so easily yeah. uh they they try to think okay we clearly can't stop them can we maybe trap them like where could we trap these eldritch horrors in a place where they can be absorbed where they won't be able to break through the walls of reality where they'll be able to be accepted and contained and diminished and integrated and they rack their brains, but fortunately, unlike many of these other uh, these other comics fans, like Maleficent, uh, uh, a lot of those cosplayers are of a certain age. They're yeah. they're, they're much more experienced people, mm. and so they realize what they have to do. And they, with the help of the five hundred and second legion, they herd these 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 dread ancient gods, uh, Jog Slothoth and 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 Shub Enward Wrath, and what was the other one? Oh, it's not at hotel. It's not at hotel. Yes, <laughs> it was a weird world, weird one. Uh, uh, they lure them into the one place where they can be uh, where they can be rendered harmless. The Discworld Room Party. Oh, because where else would people look at these ancient horrors and go, Oh, yeah, Dave. What Come here, you, yeah. I need you? your I need your help moving a moving a pot of plants. What and, are you doing? Yeah, and Snarlet Hotel. Uh, uh, 
okay, and Snarlet Hotep gets a gets a frisbee thrown at him, and Jog Slothoth gets to gets to join the uh, the Mole Walkers, which is exactly right down the middle between slothing and jogging. It's fantastic. Uh, the last one standing from the 502nd Legion, uh, Queen Pet Me, I'm a darling, is uh, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, shacks up with Snarlet Hotep. Yes. Like that's someone's pet uh, pet golden retriever. Brings him and, in uh, there and it's like, oh, who's a good boy? Yeah. And like brings him in there. It's like kind of like urges him into the, the in, into the room party, locking up the door using the key card of sealing and uh, <laughs> yes that uh, Kevin the rules volunteer had on, on one of those one of those zip oh, yeah, he zip, has the, zippy, yeah, he has the yeah, master yeah. key so it's like basically seals off the room and like and then malfeasant like breaks off the lock thus saving not only this low-rent comic-con but humanity it is a very like surprisingly well-contained motel room which yeah, subsequently disappears in a weird flash of ethereal energy. In the eighth color of the spectrum. Leaving uh, Kevin the Rules volunteer with his mystical card, which will then henceforth open any lock and take... Uh, uh, and take him take him anywhere. Back in to the reference to the excellent t- short-lived television series, The Lost Room, that fucking nobody knows about, but that I'm super into it because amazing, you introduced yeah. me to yeah, it. Yeah. And... Since all of these cons, when has anyone gone to one of these comic cons without learning about some new obscure shit that came out in 2006 and only had six episodes, sometimes edited down to three television movies, but they're so good. So this is going to be our tip to you. And and thus, like, I, I, I felt a lot like a lot of these people who go to, go to comic cons because... It was very recognizable. It's there like, is such a joy in being able to share something that I know that nobody nobody really enjoys, but I think that you're going to be really into yes, it. and John Brunner, I mean, he really must have gone to quite a few conventions because he quite captured the spirit. It's like he the, the mentality, did. the camaraderie that you see. The pettiness as well. I mean, that's, the, the that's all sort sniping of... sniping at people's like little costume uh, shortcuts and, oh, yeah, he just bought that skirt at like whatever shop it was. And I wish there was less of that, but hey, yeah. it's also, like for me, uh, a lot of these conventions when I was, uh, when I was but a young pup, they were sort of good practice for, uh, social, uh, for interaction? social interactions. Yeah. yeah. That 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 I found quite difficult in my in my in my younger years uh, in a, in a place where what you're into is what people are into and there are where places it's cool, for, where it's where yeah. it's cool to be into that sort of thing and you're not going to get any I mean you're going to get like a lot of shit for other things but you're not, at least you're not going to get any shit about that because we we do live in an age where there is a lot of fandom that is that is critical and dismissive and and that's the word toxic that's exactly what the word for it is there, yes. there's toxic fandom I like fandom that is about liking things. Dislike fandom, that's about disliking things. Yeah, which is a very good point. Hating on something other people like doesn't make you cool, basically. Yes, exactly. And that's what I love so much about, about these events, hanging around all these people who love what they love and, and learning why and, and figuring out. Who are out. unashamedly into the things that they love. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this book by John Brunner. Brunner. Yeah. And how are we going to rate it? I'm just noticing that it says Hamlin Science Fiction in the top. Hamlin is just a publisher. Okay, so nothing nothing important. They've got a cool logo up in the top right. How are we going to rate this book? Wow, okay, so I'm not normally put on the spot like this. No. Um, blah, 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 blah. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, six, so, and, a, six and a half uh, Maleficence on the, on the, on yeah. the cover. They have various pole arms. Um, so let's say out of 14, because all of them are by-horned. Oh, yes. Yeah, so out of... I mean, there was a lot of horniness going on, especially at the Sephiroth Orgy, but... I could have done with a few more scenes of the Sephiroth Orgy. Well, that would have turned into a completely different kind of book at that point, but maybe the manga will... uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> the original manga is way better than yeah. the book. So get yourself the original manga in the original Klingon uh, for John Brunner, which uh, uh, which has scored a solid uh, 11 out of 14 uh, Maleficent horns. horns. Yes, it was definitely at least 11 hornies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Tom Hickman. Ooh. God's Doodle, The Life and Times of the Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only judge a book by its cover. Ooh, God's doodle. I wonder if that's the same as Sephiroth's sword or ooh, well, whatever yes. we have. A dead, <laughs> dead spool? Being like a doodle. Dead spool. Dead, dead, uh, I kind of ran out of various deads. I mean, Mace Window, you've got a, got, a, got a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's worth kind of blunt instrument. Eh? <laughs> oh, God.